episode 327 of the AFK Podcast for the week of April 10th, 2022. I'm your host, James Flynn, and this is the PC Gaming Podcast from gamers like you. Joining me are my co-hosts, Curlin. What's good? Logan. Hey, hey. And Curlin, you can find over at twitch.tv slash thewanginator, where he streams. And then Whitney uh, will be here a little late. She's got work aggro to deal with. And we got Jerry Gamer in the chat room. What's up, Jerry? Good to see you, buddy. All right, so let's start off our playlist this week. For me, it's just been Star Wars The Old Republic. I'm, I'm boring. I've been just wanting to <laughs> chill and uh, watch TV while I play. So that's that's why it's just been SWOTOR. It's kind of like what WoW used to be for me, my, my chill and... Uh, uh, you know, watch TV game. So yeah. I like the the wall mounted monitor there, Logan. That's nice. I'm I'm playing around with my setup, seeing uh, seeing what I can get. That's uh, I gotta step up my game. I, looking at Curlin sitting there with that studio, that's just amazing. When when you're watching Curlin stream, it's just the best. Like you see him, and then it's just like all of this. It's like literally watching the Matrix. That's yeah. what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you. Better bunker than I have. Yeah. (laughs) So that's awesome. But yes, that's it for my playlist. Uh, Curlin, what about you? How was your week? Uh, For me, it was just been some days gone. Um, A little bit of Gran Turismo 7. Now that they've patched a couple of things to correct some of the issues that they had. But it's mostly been the Destiny 2. So I, uh, I picked up the expansion. And one of my uh, uh, streamer friends was like, yo, I want to play a game with you. And I was like, well, I don't really do the Battle Royale stuff. I was like, hey, have you played this? She was like, nah. I was like, hey, they got a free tier. How about we we, we uh, collab and do like a, a streamer night or whatever and play it. And if you like it, then I hook you up. So she liked it and I hooked her up. <laughs> and Sweet. next thing you know, yeah, fired up, fired up, uh, uh, was like, hey, I I grabbed the expansion too. So he hopped in and we all all three of us played together. It was pretty dope. That's awesome. Was like, yeah, yeah. Old old time, which is pretty much how Destiny's meant to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, we, we had a good time. It was cool. Good. Uh cool. And Whitney's joining us now. Whitney, how are you? Hello. Good, how are you? Good. What was on your playlist this week? Um, I played a bit of TFT. Uh, I'm getting close to finishing Lemon Cake. That's about all I've literally had time for this week because, uh, like, the past two nights, not tonight, but the two nights previously, um, I've had to work till like, 1030 till pretty much the end of our flights. Um, so, yeah, the last two nights were just pretty much do that, go home and go, like, straight to bed. No dinner. Oh, that's rough. Oh, but it's fun. Like, I, I love it. Good. As long as you love what you're doing, it doesn't feel like work. Yeah, it, like it makes it even better when you have great coworkers. So, like, oh yeah, I, I enjoy it. Cool, Logan. What about you? What was on your playlist this week? Uh, I went old school, played a little bit of StarCraft two, but I picked up the uh, SSI Gold Box series again. So they've got three packages: one, two, and three. Aptly named Forgotten Realm. These are games that came out in the eighties. Um, Gogs had these for a while but I thought they were remastered to some extent uh, on Steam in a different way, but they're not. It's exactly 
from my uh, experience so far, it's exactly the same as GOG. Uh, so a little bit of a waste of money, but uh, yeah, I'm getting back into that plane. It, it's super old. Uh, and I just barely started to play Guardians of the Galaxy uh, through Xbox Game Pass. So I, I'm literally like 15 minutes into it. So my buddy's been raving about that. So I'm definitely going to give that a go and see how uh, how I like it. Cool. Well, we did have a little more news this week than we normally have. Uh, some exciting announcements. Um, Demi, Demio releases a PC edition with no VR required. Yeah, so we've we've chatted about this a ton. Like I've been playing Demio a number of times with the boys. And I was saying that, yeah, it would be super cool if they came out with a version that didn't need VR. I mean, VR is super cool in this game, but it definitely isn't a requirement. And this is it. So now it looks like they've got, uh, I'll call it cross-platform, where you can play from your PC just on your monitor with people in VR. So it looks super good. we got to get a game on the go because it's, it's super fun. It's such a good game. And it's fairly modular. You can play for about an hour and a bit doing a section. You don't need to do all three sections at once. Um, yeah, I just love it. So this is great news. Yeah, I would definitely be down for this and uh, to stream it as well. What 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 platform is this? I mean, it's on PC, but what store? Steam. Steam. Oh, yeah. it's on Steam. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely picking this up. This was the one that is a D and D game uh, that sounded very interesting to me when you described it. So I'll definitely pick it up and we can hop in there and play that. Excellent. Um, this is from Blues News. Epic and Lego are apparently partnering up uh, to build a place for kids to play in the metaverse. Uh, this oh, God. Blues News. This sounds like a little <laughs> like an attempt to pick up the ball Lego dropped during the past decade of Minecraft. Arguably, the biggest fans of both Lego and metaverse concept are well-heeled adults, so they might find this news more exciting than the kids. Uh, the Lego, this is from Lego, the Lego Group and Epic Games today announced they are entering into a long-term partnership to shape the future of the metaverse to make it safe and fun for children and families. The two companies will team up to build uh, an immersive, creativity-inspiring, and engaging digital experience for kids of all ages. The family-friendly digital experience will give kids access to Tools that will empower them to become confident creators and to deliver amazing play opportunities in a safe and positive space. This kind of reminds me of the, um, they did the Marvel metaverse uh, on, oh, I think it was PlayStation, uh, where they, I think they did something like that. It was a building thing, and you can go in there with pretty much any superheroes. And it was, um, it was the one where you buy the little characters in the packages and you put them on the platform and then they're in the game. Uh, Marvel one. I can't remember what it's called. Though. It's not Skylanders, but it was like Skylanders. But uh, oh, only... trying to remember oh, it was now, yeah. Disney. It was a Disney themed thing. Yeah, it was Disney. I was going to ask because I was like, the only one I know of is the Disney Yeah, that. that's what it was. Because I remember there was Tron, there was Star Wars, and there was Marvel stuff. And because uh, we we have some of those, and I know my son played around in the the you know the creating they had like a creators mode where you could go in there and, and build and everything. So yeah, I like this I like this idea with all the um, franchises that Lego has access to. This should be pretty interesting if you're into those you know games where you like to create and build. Did y'all hear recently? Um, this came out like late 
March, um, and I finally got a news article for it. Epic's being sued again for ripping choreography. Oh, oh yeah, really? <laughs> Who this time? It's a um, choreographer that's apparently worked with um, Justin Bieber and Brit- Britney Spears. I'll link the article in the notes hereafter. Um, I thought it was protected under parody. Um, It's protected under free speech, according to this article. It says this is not the first time that Fortnite has been sued by creators, Um, yada, yada, yada. Epic Games was sued by multiple artists, such as Instagrammer Backpack Kid, Alfonso, uh, a fresh prince of Bel Air, and the rapper 2 Millie. Um, Epic argued the dance moves fell under the category of free speech. And they all lost. Yeah, and that individual moves cannot be copyrighted. Yeah, so... I don't expect much of anything to come of this at all. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be a shame if you were to start copywriting how we move. Yeah. So I'm glad to hear that that's going nowhere. Sorry, my chair's fucked up. Just kind of <laughs> a waste of money at this point. It, like, you gotta really ask yourself, is it really kind of worth it? Because this has already happened several times, and each time it's fell in Epic's favor. Yeah, and I'm glad. Yes. Did one of the few times I'm on Epic's side here. Yeah, because, I mean... it's. Yeah, it's dumb. Um, people have been dance doing dances that people create, uh, you know, ever since uh, hell, ever since the beginning of time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I I I guess uh, probably the big thing uh, is that typically a dance is associated with the person or the artist. You know what I mean? And if if Kids are seeing it for the first time in Fortnite. They may not know who that artist was that came up with that dance. And that could be why they're trying to sue. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, I mean, if that's the case, then they would have to create a case based on that instead of what it sounds like they're attempting to do now, which hasn't worked. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's a sad, litigious world. Yeah. Yes, it is. And uh, we kind of alluded to Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a game that's on my wish list. I just, it was on sale recently too, a pretty deep sale, but I didn't buy it simply because I have so many games that I have yet to play and I've kind of put a moratorium on buying more games until I get through some of them and it's not going anywhere. If I hear if I hear they're going to pull it off Steam or something, I'll go and buy it real quick. But uh, uh, this is from IGN. Eidos Montreal has no regrets about the Guardians of the Galaxy sales. Were they not so great? They were. The sales itself were disappointment uh, to what they had expected. Um, my buddy said it's a really good game, and he's just surprised as well. But yeah, so they just expected a little bit higher sales. It's also on Xbox Game Pass. So the question then becomes: Is it a victim of? distribution right so yeah that that could be that may be why they're not sad about it <laughs> too so. yeah <laughs> we only sold a hundred thousand copies but microsoft paid us a couple milli so we we're, we're good thank you yeah. very much <laughs> so. yeah yeah i wonder how they count that i mean do they that just is- count it as total profit or I guess that's the the downside of the all you can eat package, right? Well, for, for I mean, the only thing I can think of is in order for it to play so so well into the de- developers' favor, they must be getting a lump sum and counting on not that many people that are subscribed to download and play the game. Right. 
You know what I mean? So, so like, if 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 Microsoft pays, I don't know, say a hundred mil for that particular title, right? Yeah, and I would love to know how that works. Do they get more if it surpasses a certain amount of people? And I wonder right. if they actually check, uh, 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 pay based on those metrics. Like you know how radio yeah. is like we pay artists via the play time or the play song. I wonder if they play on like download or amount played or unique individuals. Yeah, I would I love know. to know That's that. A good... That's a good question. But but yes, yeah, say say Microsoft paid them you know, 10 million for, for Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, for the span of six months. But only, I don't know, let's say 100,000 people download and play the game. That's like a, still $100 per each, which would net them in way in the black over what it would cost to buy the base game at $60 or $30 on sale. It, to me, like that's the only way that it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it almost sounds like some some uh, wild guess gambling napkin math type of stuff going on. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know if anybody's ever looked into that. I would love to know how that all works, but I've never heard anybody explain it. Yeah, me either. Uh, let's me either. see what we got here. This is an interesting uh, GOG news. Good old games. This is uh, courtesy of Blues News. GOG 2022 update number three is a new update discussing the direction of GOG.com. The name stands for good old games, as we know, which were the sole focus of the storefront when it first launched. Over the years, the shop evolved to current releases as well. Now word is the roots of the site will be getting a touch-up as there will be renewed attention on the classics from yesteryear. This is from GOG. To help those classic games shine again and get discovered by more people, we also do our best to support our releases with initiatives like the Throwback Thursday, interviews with developers, and other ways to look behind the scenes that is really cool. I didn't know they did that. If you like to collect uh, the extra goodies connected to the game, such as guidebooks, wallpapers, concept art, and much more, there's a good chance that some of the ones you've gotten on GOG.com, uh, GOG are thanks to our cooperation with the Video Games uh, Video Game History Foundation, which I didn't know existed. <laughs> I have to look into that. But you know most of this already. So what's next? The newest development in the area of classics, visibility and discoverability is the revival of good old games concept. We're starting with adding good old games, uh, good old game tag, which will showcase over 500 games that our team has deemed iconic classics. Games that are older than 10 years and are critically acclaimed stay on the test of time define certain mechanics, or simply created new genres. You'll find their games like Bioshock, Baldur's Gate, Fallout, or Gothic, of course. This is part of our subjective choice. But we hope to inspire you to check them out for yourself and have fun with them and see if you agree with our assessment. I think this is awesome. I'm going to have to fire up uh, that store again and get it all updated. I have not spent enough time in there 
Um, they have a lot of cool stuff in there, uh, the developer interviews and all that other stuff I didn't know about. So I'm excited to re-download that as a, you know, that launcher and get in there and, and see what they've got going on. I wonder, and I'm, I'm reading into things here, obviously. I wonder if uh, DRM and new games are playing into this, that they're sort of tapped out with uh, avenues of ability to deliver new games DRM free. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I I think they're I think uh I think it's more they're going back to their roots and trying to remind everybody that hey we have all these classic games don't forget and um you know they're trying to offer you know this 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 broader view of the video games industry uh and, and kind of diversify the content they deliver um which will draw traffic to to their launcher. I mean, I'm going to download it now and check it out because of this stuff. Uh, I might not have done that otherwise. And then while you're in there, then maybe you see a new game that you want and it's on a sale and you pick it up. So I think this is an effort to get people to start using the launcher again. Yeah, yeah, probably. I didn't know they had a launcher, but I just opened up this page and just scrolled down a little bit and I saw Diablo plus Hellfire. I'm like, oh, shit shoot, I need to buy this game. So like, yeah, I'm, I'm about to buy it. But that's the original, not the remastered. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Like, I'm, I'm like, oh, heck yeah. Now, Logan, that's, you use that as your main uh, game launcher, don't you? Yeah, because you can import <laughs> your games list from Xbox, from Epic, uh, Steam, um, a bunch of other areas. So uh, I actually just fired it up now because it's actually been a while since I've been on here. Uh, to see what's still working and what's not. Like, it's been actually weeks since I've been in here. So, yeah, it's there's some work being done. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. What do I've got? I've got Origin Connected, Steam, Ubisoft, Xbox, and Epic. Yeah, I had taken the effort to, to connect all mine to GOG2, but for some reason, um, I think maybe I, re- I blew Windows out and reinstalled and just forgot to install the GOG uh, launcher. So I'll have to check it out. Check it out again. I don't think I have it on this PC. Which I'll yeah, be. I know. I, I know. I haven't reinstalled it lately. Uh, and speaking of game stores, this is some good news. This is from Polygon. Valve is ramping up the Steam Deck orders. That's good. I hope they mean ramping up production because, as it stands right now, I'm, I won't be seeing mine till sometime in late July or early September. Yeah, my uh, it says my order is is up uh, like towards the end of the month is when I should be able to order. Let me see. Expected uh, order availability is between April and June. Mm, you've yeah, you've got you're above the cutoff. For, mm-hmm. I'm below that, and I'm in the next group. Yeah. Uh, the, the article says, in addition to more orders going out, the company added further clarification as to when each quarter could expect their console to ship. Per Valve's update, Q2 started on a Monday, and the current Q3 dates are October. Or Q, Q2 started on Monday, and the current Q3 dates are October or later. According to Valve, no reservation window windows have been changed or delayed and the company is simply providing further clarification as to when each quarter is the steam deck mm-hmm. is a handheld cow okay, yeah we already know that we don't have to read that part. Right. Uh, 
So good. Yeah, I mean, I, I check almost every day. I'm afraid I'm going to miss the email that says order now and, uh, you know, delay getting it even further. In fact, I'm going to check right now. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's become part of my part of my morning ritual to um, wake up, look at my email, check my Steam page. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, I, well. I use my main email for Steam, so I know I'll get the. I should not miss the email. My, my fear is it'll go into spam, so I've been checking my spam folder yeah. religiously. Even though when I buy games, it doesn't normally go into spam. But yeah, they said you get what seventy-two hours to make the purchase after you get the email. Yeah. Oh crap! They changed mine. It says uh, your expected order availability. Is, oh no, they didn't. It's through July, July through September, twenty twenty-two. Okay. I keep hoping that that's going to move up. Did any of you guys know that Tencent had a game streaming service? Nope. What? <laughs> I guess that's why they're closing it down. <laughs> <laughs> so who, who did they buy to get that? I guess would be the question. I don't know. It's according to Blues News. Uh, this was a Reuters report. Chinese media, entertainment, and tech conglomerate Tencent is shutting down its Penguin eSports subdivision by early June. Word is Tencent said on Thursday that Penguin eSports had stopped taking new users or live streaming hosts and had also blocked existing users from topping, uh, yeah, topping up their accounts with immediate effect. I don't know what that <laughs> means. The app will be removed from the all app stores and will stop operating by June 7th. Uh, it says Tencent's decision to shutter. This Twitch-like service in China is chalked up to changes in the business strategy. Uh -huh. However, the article notes that regulatory crackdowns by the Chinese government have made in the environment for such technologies increasingly unwelcome. Yeah, the Chinese government really does not like video games, do they? No, they do not. No. I think there's yeah. laws that say they can. People are only allowed to play for so many hours. Oh, Something in China, like that. yeah. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Very. Um, one of the things that is really cool about video games is when they remake video games, the older games that we loved, and then remake them in with the latest and greatest technologies. I really loved Max Payne Three. I enjoyed playing it. It was a good-looking game at, you know, for its time, and gameplay was fun. And I purchased the original Max Payne 1 and 2, and the graphics were just, and gameplay were just really, really old. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't, uh, I couldn't do it. But according to Blues News, Remedy has announced that they'll be remaking Max Payne 1 and 2, so I might get a chance to play it as a AAA title. So that's pretty cool. Oh, so it's, you said remake instead of remaster. Right, it's a remake. Oh, okay. You're redoing it, yeah. Huh, interesting. So, new engine. I mean, I'm sure the stories will be mostly the same, but just, you know, uh -huh. new engine, updated gameplay. Uh, that would be great. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a great way to... Uh, I have no problem. You know, it's funny that I have no problem when they remake video games. I mean, completely remake them. But I don't like it when they completely remake movies. Sometimes. Yeah, I I, I get it though. Yeah. 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 I Maybe it's the it. interactive style of media. It could be. Yeah. 
I guess I just look at it as different. I get, and also, no, I mean, even if it's a game I've played, I mean, I, I would, if it was a game that I played, I'd be even more excited if they were completely remaking it in a modern engine. Is that weird? Yeah. I feel like, it, just much like with movies, in my opinion, it loses a little bit of its charm. Like, if, yeah. some, if they were to remake, like, The Princess Bride, it would lose a lot of the charm in which made the movie great. Mm -hmm. uh, even if, you know, you could tell the, the background, like the sunset isn't real or anything, like, though, like it, it just, it adds to it all. And, you know, yeah, it'd be cool. The idea of it being, you know, redone. I think. Sounds great, but it would lose a bit of that charm. I, I would hate it. See, I would hate it if they redid The Princess Bride. That, that would... I mean, it, oh, the, yeah, the original is such a classic. It's like remaking Goonies. Don't remake Goonies. Yeah, the same for The Labyrinth. Like, there's just a right. lot of the, right. those movies that you just, you cannot in any way, shape, or form recreate the magic in which made that movie. Right. But for some reason, video games, I'm all for it. I, I don't know what it is. Well, I'm kind of the same way. Uh, certain movies that I think should be left alone but video games are different because it's always nice to see, to to see, like a, a full blown remake that plays better than what you have it in in your mind. Like uh, the the first uh, example that comes to mind is Final Fantasy VII. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Now now that is a full blown proper remake, but you know. Uh, a lot of times when someone says remake, they they just kind of take the old game and, you know, maybe transfer it to the new engine and don't really do a whole hell of a lot else. But you can tell that there was a lot of love that went into the 7 remake. And, oh. Go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. You finish. Oh, I, I was going to say, now, if we get more of that, then I'm definitely game. I agree completely because you, you can tell there was a lot of love. And for the most part, yeah, I would rather see the remake of a game than um, the remake of a movie. Um, I would say, and like Final Fantasy VII, that remake is just absolutely amazing. But I would say that game in itself is the exception. And, and it's, you know, it's just it's so outside of the norm. It's just the exception of in terms of remakes. They set the bar so high with that. And I feel like for a lot of things, like, um, oh, I mean, look at the the remake for World, you know, Warcraft Three, uh, or you know, Reforged, or what have you. That mm -hmm. was just an absolute mess. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and a lot of times, I would just prefer the original over the um, the remake. You know what I would really like them to remake is, and they remastered it, but I I would like to see a full blown remake. Is uh, so especially since the Witcher series has been so popular. Um, The Witcher 1. Remake The Witcher 1 in mm. whatever engine you used for 3 or, you know, some modern engine, CD Projekt Red. And I'll buy it again, full price. But, uh, you know, the remaster looks good, but it, you know, the gameplay and it's just not The Witcher 3. So if you could go back and redo 1 and make it like 3, I'd buy that again for full price. I think there's a lot of games they could do that with, and they could make an absolute killing. Um, one game I would love to see remake is, like, Skies of Arcadia. Shoot, or even, like, Manhunt or something. Mm. Barman in the chat says, uh, you can't remake how actors portray a film and script. Yeah. That's absolutely correct. That's pretty mm -hmm. bang on. 
And if any of you guys out there and the uh, any of our listeners want to give their opinion, uh, you can find our email address. I don't even know what it is anymore because <laughs> we never get email. So mail at the AFKpodcast.net if you want to chime in on the subject of remaking and remastering games. Uh, speaking of, of games that have been around for a long time and, and uh, serialized, uh, there's a new Tomb Raider game coming. This from Blues News. Uh, another new, another bit of news from the Unreal Engine 5 showcase is that the new engine will power the new Tomb Raider game that's now in development at Crystal Dynamics. Uh, they, they, they got this from a tweet that read, Crystal Dynamics is incredibly excited about the future of Unreal and how it will help us take our storytelling to the next level. That's why we're proud to announce that our next Tomb Raider game is being built on Unreal Engine 5. It also includes a video message, and uh, they've got the transcript here from Crystal Dynamics. It says, Crystal Dynamics is proud to be part of the launch of Unreal 5, which unfortunately means this might be an epic exclusive. This new game translates into next-level storytelling and gameplay, experiences and that's why we are thrilled to announce today that we have just started development of our next Tomb Raider game powered by the Unreal Engine 5. Our goal is to push the envelope fidelity and to deliver the high quality cinematic action adventure experience that fans deserve from both Crystal Dynamics and the Tomb Raider franchise. We can't wait to take this next journey together. Thank you and congratulations again to Epic Games team. So uh, if it's an exclusive, I mean, I love that's one of my favorite series. Uh, Tomb Raider is always a day one buy for me, but if it's an epic exclusive, I'm gonna wait till it's not. Yeah, uh, I'm. Um, you know, we've we've been seeing a whole lot of uh, Unreal Engine Five announcement announcements for next the next game, and I'm I'm almost positive. Like this is all speculation, but I'm almost positive that Epic is is running up on people and is like, "Hey, you know, you can use our our engine for free to to to, to make your next game, and we won't we won't charge you the normal, and we'll pay you to put it on the Epic Store." Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know a, what I mean. It's a tempting proposition. I mean, if I was a developer, there's no reason not to. Right. But as a consumer, I. I, I don't want to deal with Epic, so I'll just wait till it's on Steam. Right. This is the yeah, one of the yeah. games that I'll pay full price for when it does hit Steam. You know, if it's if it's only like a three month exclusive on on Epic, but if you if you wait a year, well then I'm gonna wait for a sale. Yep. So I just got this the the GOG um sorry, let me change the subject real quick. That's okay. Uh, the the GOG launcher. Um and I just got the Witcher enhanced Edition director's cut for free. I'm like, oh, yeah. awesome! That, that's the uh, yeah, that's the first game. Yep. Yeah, I've never yeah. played this, so this will be fun. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't look too bad for being as old as it is and being a you know remaster. It should run good. Hopefully. I mean, hopefully. I was disappointed it didn't have controller support and surprised. Because oh. um, two shocked. did. Yeah, two and three yeah. both have it, but not one. Because I was hoping to play one on the Steam Deck. So maybe they'll come out with a add-on or a download or a profile or something that so I don't have to set each and every button on the controller. I just find yeah. that tedious. 
Uh, speaking of Steam, with the Steam Top 10 for this week, uh, which is a surprise, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga is at number one. Mm-hmm. Number two is the Steam Deck, so apparently that's selling very well. Uh, number three is Elden Ring. Number four is Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. I don't know why it's on there twice. Probably different editions, right? Because that's four, five, and six are Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Because it's just that good. Yeah. Is it? Is it really good? Have you played it? I haven't played it, but I've heard really good reviews. It's actually something I might want to see if my son wants to play with me. Does it look like other typical Lego? Yeah. Games? It's very Lego-ish, but I'm told that the uh, the controls and the fluidity of the gameplay is quite quite good. Yeah. Mm. The story is probably pretty good. Jerry says his birthday is on the 15th. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's probably a hint. <laughs> uh, number seven is the Valve Index VR kit. Uh, and then uh, you can save. Number eight is Sea of Thieves. 50% off edition, I guess. Uh, nine is Dread Hunger. And ten is Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition. So that's Steam Top 10 for this week. I'm glad to see the Steam Deck's way up there because... I want Valve to keep making hardware. And uh, when the whole um, Steam Machine thing didn't like pan out, it wasn't, wasn't a huge success. Um, I, I would say it was probably a, a failure compared to what um, the Steam Link was. The Steam Link was okay as a hardware launch. Steam Machine kind of fell flat. So I'm really hoping that the, I'm glad to see that the Steam Deck is selling really well because I'd like Valve to continue to make uh, and sell hardware. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they do have plans for us. They are formulating plans for Steam Deck too already. So that's um, great. Yeah, it is. It, 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 it's it's also more that that you know that being confirmed is also more than we'll ever get out of Nintendo. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So. Well, the library compared to Nintendo. Yeah, that too. You know, I mean, there's only... That was always the problem with, uh, you know, Nintendo's, in my opinion, is they just don't have... They have a pop, they have some popular games that are just always going to be Nintendo classics, like The Legend of Zelda, Mario Brothers, uh, stuff like that, but they don't have the deep catalog that Steam has. Because yeah. it's just one publisher. Right. Right. And the only thing that ever really runs good on their hardware is their natively published stuff. Otherwise, you know, like when they had Call of Duty on there, it did not run well. Nobody wants to play well, Call of Duty at 25 frames per second. Yeah, yeah but I mean, well, I mean, they took an off-the-shelf uh, raggedy-ass NVIDIA SOC that yeah. had been on the market for, what, three, four years at the time of the... Switch launch, so I mean, what else did they expect? They're always lagging um, behind on hardware for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, rumor is is that the, the the proper switch replacement is getting a brand new SOC from the ground up. It's supposed to use a lot of good tech. Um, but the thing is, who knows when it's going to be, and what are they going to ask for it? So. Yeah, they're very they're a company that's very slow to change, very slow to progress. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're absolutely right. Uh, that's it for gaming news this week. Uh, that was some pretty exciting... For me, there was it was exciting news, especially the Tomb Raider announcement. Um, streaming. What are we streaming this week? 
Uh, my wife and I finished The Witcher Season 2. It was awesome. Uh, season 2 was even better than, than 1, in my opinion, and it was just really, really good. And then uh, we watched, as a family, we watched uh, The Atom Project with Ryan Reynolds. And uh, it was surprisingly good. And, and at the same time, there's a lot of stuff in there that kind of got me choked up. You know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a very good father-son film and mother-son film and just, just a good family film. You know, I, I walked away just kind of appreciating what I have. And, you know, really, uh, it's, it's a film that really makes you, you you know, think about it, think about your family and, and the time you spend with them and what kind of effect that's going to have on them. And it was a really, very well done movie and it was hilarious. The kid that was playing, uh, Ryan Reynolds, uh, at 12, you know, the, the 12 year old Adam was, uh, really good at doing Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, that kid was a good actor. That movie was Ryan Reynolds' best work of his entire life. You liked it? It was his masterpiece. It was phenomenal. Such a good movie. Yeah. Like, so well done. Um, yeah, I can't say enough good things. I actually tweeted at him, too. I was like, this is the greatest thing you've ever done. This is better than his Deadpool, right? And he was born to play Deadpool. Right, yeah. yeah this was... Uh, this was... Um, Oh, I, I used to have a good analogy for it, but now I forget. Uh, yeah, I'll come back to it. But yeah, it's it's hands down. It's not even close. It is the greatest film he's ever done. And it's on Netflix right now. I think it's a Netflix movie. It's a Netflix production. Um, yeah. And then Zoe, um, what was the woman's name that played uh, Gamora? She's in it as well. I don't remember. I think it's Zoe something. Or Zoe Zaldana? Yeah, she's yeah. in it. Too. and uh the guy that played the the hulk is, is also in it. uh oh, that's right yeah mark ruffalo's in it uh, good performances from pretty much every member of the cast hands down so definitely go check that one out yeah so so good what else were you watching uh logan uh i haven't watched a whole lot uh after watching the adam project and that whole you know father and son thing like you said i'm like i gotta get my son watching avatar the last airbender because Last time I watched it, I raved about the it was it's some of the best character development ever and such good themes and storylines. So he got into it and a couple episodes in, he's like, eh. I'm like, well, just watch it with me. And two more episodes, he's like, okay, I'll give this a go. And then on the vacation that we went on, all of a sudden we get back from vacation and he's an entire season ahead of me. I'm like, <laughs> you like it that much, do you? Uh, yeah. And so we got, like, he's at that age now where we can talk about themes and character development and you like what this person's going through and how do you feel about what this, and it's so good. Such a good, uh, uh, conversation vessel. Um, yeah, like so good, like such good, uh, stuff to watch lately. Something to bond uh, over. Yeah. yeah it's like great. it's just super, super good. Uh, the messaging is super good. Cool. Whitney, you get a chance to stream anything this week? Oh, uh, yeah, I watched a few things. Um, I think it's been so long since our last podcast, I never really got to talk about this, or at least I don't think so. Uh, I watched and binged pretty much Shit's Creek. That was a funny show. That was yeah. a good show. Have well, you seen that, Logan? We just missed one week, right? It was just last week we, we missed, right? Yeah, but I think I kept forgetting to talk about it. Oh, okay. But work also makes me feel like it's been a month. Right, so. right, right. Yeah, um, I watched Shit Creek a long, long time ago. 
And well, all six I, seasons, sorry. Well, I was just going to say, I, I like Eugene Levy. I think he's Canadian-born, isn't he? I'm not 100% sure. But I enjoyed that him and his son and even, like, his daughter was in it. Yeah. You're such a Canadian supremacist. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a Canadian actor. Well, who's his... Is, doesn't he have a son, too, or something? Yeah, his, son, his son's in it. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, you just said that, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's really, really good. It's it's super funny. I didn't get past the uh, first season, though. I just went on to other things, but I liked it. It was enjoyable. It was enjoyable. Oh, I watched all six seasons, and, like, the last episode, I won't lie, I, I did tear up. Yeah. Um, but, you know, leave it to Moira to make you laugh. Um, <laughs> but I also watched Moon Knight. I don't think any of y'all have checked that out yet. Not but yet. I watched the first episode. And I know the second episode's out, and I need to watch it. Um, I've got that list that Captain America has in the Captain America movies. It's just, oh, yeah. and it's getting longer and longer. <laughs> See, I, and we didn't talk about this. Jimmy, you might have mentioned this last week. I haven't watched, listened to the podcast, but have you talked about your new monitor? Uh, yeah, I think I mentioned it our, our last cast. I I bought the Dell, uh, thirty-four inch. Uh, quantum dot OLED. Yeah, it's curved and 34 inches, um, which ironically is what we have at work on our desks are curved 34 inch monitors, and it's it's for me it's a replacement for the multi monitors um, because I've you know having used it at work, it, it it's uh, in my opinion better than having two monitors because everything's you know still on the screen, same screen. But yeah. the real reason I bought it isn't because of that it's because simon uh wanster had it at the last land oh he actually has one in he, hand he has one yeah. yes and it's absolutely beautiful yeah yeah so we we spoke about the qd oleds on on previous casts and i was like you know we had a good year last year so i'm gonna uh i was gonna treat myself to a new tv and that's why i'm i'm waiting now on certain shows and moon Knight's one of them because I want to enjoy it on the new thing, but Canada's so far behind. Like I might not even get the ability to buy it for another month uh, with delivery a month after that. So two to three months. So I'm like, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, mine's not coming until June. Yeah, so I'm in. I'm in the queue for July. Okay. And oh. uh, yeah, my my laptop is a is an OLED, and it's just at the screen is absolutely beautiful. It's 4K yeah. 4K OLED. This uh, the Alienware monitor is 1440p OLED. And having seen it at the LAN, I was I, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, I'm buying that. That's that's my hardware purchase this year. Yeah, it's just beautiful. Uh, and I also watched The Walking Dead season eleven part two uh, in the finale. And uh, I'm a little sad that uh, I need part three like, like kind of now. I just want to wrap it up. I don't want to wait like another six months or what have you. Um, I can kind of see where all the storylines are just that like because there's already been confirmed like there's three spinoffs or something crazy like that plus the rick grime movies that we've been waiting for forever um in conjunction with that i've been also going through and reading all the walking dead comics like the big thick volumes i'm nearing like halfway in the first one which i've read before but i figured like i'd go ahead and buy it and have it in my collection and actually like give it a fresh read and then I already have the second one ready to go, but it's taking me forever to get through this and work. It's like, you're still reading it? And I'm like, yeah, I've been bringing it into work. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's a thick boy to carry around. What is Moon Knight about? Because uh, Logan also mentioned it. Or what is what? What? Moon Knight. I don't know. Do you want to explain it? 
uh, I don't know, because I don't know that much. I just know it's another Marvel character. But one of the interesting facts is it's all about someone suffering from mental illness. And so he has um, like just a ton of multiple personalities that keep coming out all over the place. Uh, and, and that's about the extent that I know. So it's it's interesting like that, but yeah, he's supposed to be relatively powerful as a as a character. Yeah, as a comic book character, I really know nothing about him. I think they probably reach for maybe I wouldn't say obscure, but like not as big as like Captain America or Iron Man or you know those really iconic ones, but like a new fresh face to kind of put in the front of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it's actually really enjoyable. Um, as he said, he kind of has, like, split multiple personalities inside of him. Um, so you could kind of think of, uh, not Glass, but what's that second one? So it's on Disney Plus then? Yeah, yeah it's, it's on Disney Plus. And it's, it, like, it's really good. And the actor, like, I really, I can't think oh, of his yeah. name, but he's such a good actor. And it's actually kind of nice to see him in this role. He's been doing a really good job. I've enjoyed it. That's interesting. Yeah, I, yeah I'll have to check it out, especially since they're, you know, going at it from a mental health perspective. And, um, you know, I've been pretty open with you guys about my own struggles with mental illness, but um, I don't, probably not, I haven't really said much to our listeners, but I do have uh, ADHD and uh, I suffer from depression and anxiety and um, because of PTSD. And um, so, yeah, I'd really like to see how they uh, approach it from like a superhero's perspective. I think you'd really like it. Well, I thought of the perfect analogy to describe, um, like a lot of people that suffer from mental health, they're always tired. You know, I, I'm always tired and exhausted when I get home from work, from dealing with people. And I, I figured out the perfect way to explain why it is that I'm exhausted after, you know, a day of work and dealing with people. Um, if you were to take a sheet of glass and draw a circle on the sheet of glass and put a marble in the middle of the circle, Circle represents socially acceptable behavior. And for most people, that the plane of that glass doesn't move. It just stays in one spot. And that marble can get kind of pushed around by things that happen to you. But it generally floats back to the middle for a normal person when it's done. But for someone who suffers from ADHD, like me, I'm walking around holding that glass in my hand all day and trying to keep the marble within that circle. And thanks to medication, it, it, it's easier to do that, but I still have to do it. I still have to constantly adjust and move that marble and keep it in the circle so that I don't, you know, piss somebody off or <laughs> say something, you know, completely honest and, and, and rude of friendship or something like that. Um, you know, but thanks to the medication, it's the surface of that glass is very sticky, so the marble doesn't move real fast, and I do have time to adjust it. But it's exhausting if you think about it. You know, carrying that something like that around all day and constantly having to adjust it to keep the marble in that circle. That's what it's like to have uh, mental health issues. Very interesting analogy. It just really it drains the energy out of you, especially ADHD. It, having it been untreated for... You know, because when I was a kid, they didn't treat, they didn't treat it. You know, they they sent you to the principal's office. Uh, uh, and I was only diagnosed a couple of years ago, and it's, it, it was uh, part of the reason for for my depression too, and, and constant fatigue was, 
ADHD, you know. And having the, the medication has been like, for me, it's been life changing. Um, it's, it's been much more easier for me to navigate my day to day without becoming completely mentally and physically exhausted and ending up depressed because, you know, I have no energy to do anything. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's been life changing. So, yeah. That's what's up, though. Yep. Yep. So, the, yeah, I, I, if, if you're if you're suffering, if you think you're suffering from ADHD or any any, any health problem, there's no shame in the medicine game. <laughs> What's for? Yeah. Ah, well, that's curling. You're up. Did you watch anything this week? You don't have anything on the list here. Yeah, the only thing that I watched was uh, some more Ratchet TV with the wifey. That's been pretty much it. I haven't re- had a chance to really catch up on anything else. Cool. Yep. Busy, busy, busy. Yeah, um, I, I, I've been trying to get, get this machine uh, situated because I've, I've run, been, run, ran into some audio issues. Um, I, I kind of repurposed my, my Linux machine into like my audio workstation. Hmm. So uh, I, I had to, to take Linux off and put Windows on it and now I'm dealing with trying to get the audio to not pop and crack and stuff, you know, all mm-hmm. this DPC stuff. And it's been a little bit of a pain in the ass, but I mean, it is what it is. I have found I, that the best audio is still analog. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I, would, I, I want to say it's more so my interface slash mixer that I'm using on this machine and the fact that uh, Threadripper Deep PC has always been a little bit higher than the others. Um, I, I haven't fully given up on it yet, but if worse comes to worse, um, I might have to like reshuffle <clears throat> machine these three machines and parts, and you know which machine has what duties with what processor and all this other kind of stuff. Because uh, uh, I still have a 3900X that's doing on my encoding rig, you know what I'm saying? But, mm-hmm. I mean, the graphics card handles most of that heavy load, so I don't really necessarily need it there, you know. Um, so I'm the same I'm way. Not, I'm, I'm yeah, always thinking yeah. about how I can reconfigure things. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, uh, I, I'd have to do all these activations again if it doesn't, if it doesn't act right, you know, with yeah. the, the audio software and the, the plugins, and I was like, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna try to make this work, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I get it because I'm always thinking about how I can move, like you know, what I can do with the hardware I have, move things around. I'm moving things around right now. I'm putting, right, you know, I'm transferring a motherboard to a different case, and I'm moving a video card. And the mm-hmm. podcast rig this week is getting an upgrade. Uh, it's going mostly SSD. So yeah. I- I really need to source another video card that's stronger than uh, a 580 to handle the video part of what this machine does. But I, I'm kind of like, yeesh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, like even a Vega would be stronger than what I have, but yeah. I still don't want to exactly pay for one of those either right now. So, right, right. Prices yeah. are starting to come down, uh, mm-hmm. I've noticed on the top end, but they're still not near... MSRP. Right. What is that? Well, let's see. What does the 5800 XT go for right now? 
Let's see, AMD, because that would be like the upper you mid. You mean 5700 XT? I thought they, the 5800 was the reflow. Oh, 6800. I'm thinking the 6800 6, XT. Yeah, that's, that, that would be the upper mid-level, right? XT, AMD. It'd be either the lower upper level or the upper middle. I'm just to see where they're at right now because now this card should cost four hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. Not this, not the sixty-eight hundred. No, sixty-eight should be what seven thousand eight hundred. I'm thinking sixty-seven hundred. Okay. Oh, okay. sixty-seven hundred yes. is the one I'm thinking of. Right, right, right. That would be the upper mid, and it should cost around four hundred dollars. And I'm seeing one here on Newegg for five sixty-eight ninety-nine. So that starting to get closer to normal prices. So that's good. Uh, that's the lowest I've seen it in a long time, five sixty-eight. Yeah. Um. I mean, even something like a old ten eighty Ti would have the 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 encoder that will work. Oh yeah. Or or, sure. or like a yeah or like a Vega or like a. Yeah, like a Vega or like a, um, what they call it, uh, even a 5700 XT or 5600. If you can find a 5700, those were really good at, for mining, so yeah, they yeah. uh, can only get them on the second-hand market from what I've seen. I have one in my son's rig, mm -hmm. and it's, it's awesome. It's a great car. Yeah. Plays all his games at 1440p, well over 60, mm. 60 FPS. Right, right. Well, that's. I think that's all we have this week, unless you guys have anything else. I'm getting some new gear. What you getting? We talked about the monitor. Uh, I decided I wanted to try out some new audio gear. So I got a uh, full E DAC for some new headphones. I got the uh, 6XX Sennheisers. That's the um, pretty popular uh, set from Drop. They're not here yet. I got the DAC, and then I realized I am not a smart man. Uh, the DAC is... Uh, 3.5 mil uh, mic input only. Uh, I have my Elgato, which is USB. Oh, uh, yeah, there's that. You can get an adapter, <laughs> right? I've got plenty of USB to analog adapters. And I, I don't know how that impacts the sound quality, but they're pretty compact, so they're kind of small. And um, I'd say out of, out of the headsets I have, and I have these are, you know, G... G Pros from Logitech, and then I have the surround sound Logitech's wireless top-of-the-line ones on my main rig. But in the office upstairs, I've got Razer Nari, and by far the most comfortable and best-sounding headset I have in the house. And I've got Turtle Beach, too, and Sennheiser. Uh, but so far, the best I've found are the Razer Nari for comfort and sound. For comfort the best I've ever worn. Sennheiser's up there. It's good. But I got to give it to the Astro A50s I used to have. They they just, I put them on it and it was just like silk on my ears. But the build quality on them pissed me right off. The uh, the volume roll, scroll wheel is right on the headset and mm -hmm. it just stopped working after three years. Uh, I cracked it open, I fixed it, and I had to just, so yeah, I got rid of them. So I've got these, which are HyperX Cloud S, uh, HyperX Cloud Orbit S, which are the same as, uh, I can't remember the exact, I don't know how to say it, Audis, Audis, um, 
which are supposed to be really good. They're 100 mils planar magnetic. Hmm. The Audi's Penrose. Uh, they're supposed to be the same, just a rebrand of that, I thought. Uh, but I don't notice a big difference between these and my Sennheiser 599s. These are USB. My Sennheiser 599s are plugged into my DAC now. And I'm like, oh, well. So I really wanted to see, you know, I had a really, like I said, I had a really good year, so I wanted to play around with some hardware to see if I could tell any difference. So far, not so much, but uh, when the new headphones get here, I want to, and if not, then I'll just have to bite the bullet and get a, uh, a pair of 800Ss, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I've always wanted to try the HyperX. I've never, uh, never used them before. They're good. I got another, uh, another pair right back here as well. Um, that unfortunately, uh, the cable got rolled over, and so it's got a swift kink in it. Ooh. But we use those for the Xbox gaming, and it works just fine. Cool. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I, I have any other hardware that I'm purchasing this year. I'm always trying not to purchase hardware. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The only thing I really have my eye on, though, is the 5800 X3D. Um, oh, yeah. What I what I had planned on doing was uh, I thought I thought my brother still had the 1800X, so I was going to try to source a 2700X and like a 3800X, and then since they all will work on the same platform, well, I was going to run tests. Uh, each generation of Ryzen's highest eight-core CPU um, from the beginning to the last hurrah, you know what I'm saying, and, and then do some some graphs and stuff. I heard that'll work on the higher-end uh, 470s. Or, on the higher-end 470s? Yeah, what's the, is it 490? What's the high-end AMD number? The 570s? 570s. Okay, yeah, but I heard it'll work with the 470s as well. Yeah, yeah. Which was a surprise because yeah, I, I didn't think they were going to do that. Yeah, I, I think it really depends. Oh, excuse me. I think it, <laughs> it, it really depends on the motherboard and what size of a BIOS chip that they put on that particular board. You know, yeah. so they'll be able to store all of the AGISA data for, or microcode or whatever for each cpu yeah you i think know, and it's just the space. higher end boards from what i understand so you'd have to have a you know a higher end which the 470 boards are the 570s you mean well no i'm, I'm oh. saying the, i'm talking about the 470s the new chip being compatible with the 470s oh uh, yeah yeah the, the bigger brand higher end ones which yeah, is um, nice because now i don't have yeah. to buy a new board right did they also announce that uh the the very last AM4 chip will be socket and motherboard compatible with the X370, which was the wow. first high end joint. Wow. Yeah, that yeah. is and the I, beauty I of AMD. One, yeah, I have one of those over over there too. So you know, I was I was going to be able to to try try out both. But, um, nice. Yeah. Um, but he, he doesn't have the 1800X anymore, so uh, I'm like, ugh. Now I would have to source three CPUs in addition to buying the new one. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, maybe I won't do that. <laughs> uh, I, I always buy the newest one and then shuffle down, you know, shuffle down through the rest of my hardware. And I usually end up with, you know, eventually end up with extra ones. Like the new server I built is my 1800X is in there. Yeah. You know, yeah. which yeah, is I, I've, plenty for a file server. 
Right, right. Like I have his 1700X and he had my 1800X and we had done a bunch of trading back and forth when we were uh, doing some mining and I think he had traded it off to one of his buddies or whatever mm. fairly recently and I was like, <laughs> so, yeah, there goes that. But I don't know. I, I'm, I may still hop on eBay and see what I can find, but I'm not really holding my breath because yeah, you know, if we get sponsored or anything, I'd have to pay for all that myself. Yeah, Sennheiser hit us up with that sponsorship. Yeah, <laughs> that would be nice. Uh, yeah, any any hardware vendor can sponsor us. That'd be awesome, yeah, especially totally. video card manufacturers. I'd take right? anyone right now. Yeah, yeah, really? I, I would take anyone too. Headsets, keyboards, you want to sponsor us? Bring it on. Um, I am going to try to get the podcast out a little earlier. I've been lagging the last couple weeks. It's been late in the week before I've actually gotten to publish the podcast. So I'm going to try to get back to where, you know, this is recorded on Sunday and it's published on Monday. Um, I just have to get get my ass out of bed in the morning, basically. Um but that's really all we have for this week. And uh, great discussion, everybody. Thank you for joining us, Jerry Gamer and Barman in the chat room. Uh, if you'd like to hang out with us and play games with us, uh, join our Discord. There's a link in the show notes. You can find the AFK Podcast at theafkpodcast.net. There you'll find links to our Twitch streams. Trips, Twitch streams. Anyone here who has one. There's links at theafkpodcast.net. Uh, our YouTube channel will be back up soonish, as soon as I have time to do it and uh, start, you know, putting videos out again. Uh, but join our Discord for more PC gaming and hardware discussion. I'm not always in there, but I always have Discord on. So if you send me a message or at me in our Discord, I I'll get it. It'll show up on my phone. I always have Discord on. Uh, so that's it. So for me, for Curlin, for Logan, and for Whitney, thank you for being here this week, and we'll see you next Sunday. Oh, wait, you know what? Next Sunday's Easter. Oh. So we oh. won't see you next Sunday. Maybe we could do it a different day during the week. Next week, we'll see how, how things play out. Yeah. But next Sunday is Easter. Um, so, no show. Sorry about that. We'll try to get one in maybe after, if we can. But, uh, if you celebrate, uh, have a happy Easter. And that's it. So for me, for Curlin, for Logan, and for Whitney, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Take Peace. care, everybody. Peace. Bye.